0: Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: All right, y'all, we are going back to our roots. With a Midwest 2020 mini-tour. Oh, I can't wait. Thank goodness. Corn-fed entertainment. Tater tot hot dish. Mm, Hot dish 2020. We are going to be in Indianapolis on March 18th, Chicago on the 19th, and... The Twin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis-St. Paul. Ever heard of it? On Saturday, March 21st. Got some more dates, Amanda. What else do we have? From there, we're going to be going to St.
0: Louis on March 23rd and Kansas City, Missouri, Trump, (laughs) on March 24th. Tickets can be found at our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. So keep your eye out, get those trigger fingers ready, Mm -hmm. and buy them before they sell out, baby.
1: Yes, please. We can't wait to see you all. See you in March. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Mm-hmm. Oh, golly
0: G, um, folks.
1: I love how a lot of listeners now say that they are binging so hard that they've developed a Minnesotan accent. It's my favorite thing. Yeah.
2: I also love when we get videos of people... Especially who live abroad.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice pop.
0: nice pap.
1: Oh, that's my favorite thing. That's so it's good. So good. Send them in, folks. Social media. Okay. I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy.
0: And I'm Amanda.
1: And this week, I'm really excited for our fan pick topic. I love this one. Yeah, this was a really good one, and it goes in so many directions. We should on, mm-hmm. like we can honestly do this topic again and again because it's there's yep. so much. Um, we probably won't, but we could. We could. We might. I'm going to milk this show as long as I possibly can, so we're going to be revisiting some topics. The
0: fact that we haven't really recycled anything yet is astounding to me. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, fan picks. Yeah, but those are different every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're crushing it. It's fine. Okay. The topic this week, selected by Holly Dameron. um, Damn,
0: Holly. Damn, Damn.
1: Holly. uh, Is art theft.
0: Love Ooh,
1: it. Woo, woo, woo. Woo. So a little so bit good. of a palette cleanser, probably, from last week's. I love
0: my case so much.
1: I love my case so much. This is going to be good. Yes. All right, before we get into it, uh, one little butt plug. Um, when this episode airs, uh, our Chicago show will be, quote, Tomorrow.
0: Yes. Oh my God! Woo. I just felt sick to my stomach and excited
1: at the same time. We're gonna be
2: so nervous when you are listening to this show.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's fine. Um, I'll yep. be scrambling to finish my notes. Start my notes, actually. Samers. <laughs> yeah. Um, spoiler: we <laughs> procrastinate. No. <laughs> and then um, our Minneapolis show will be on the Sunday after this episode airs. So mm, that is the exciting. 19th right um as of recording minneapolis is sold out chicago i think there are like four tickets left or something Mm -hmm. so
0: i don't know it's so crazy that we're selling out another city it's like freaking me out
2: Mm -hmm. it's wild
0: i love it i just assume
2: that everyone who's been to our minneapolis shows are the same people it might be (laughs) and they're all
0: our friends and
1: family (laughs) it could be it very well could be and Um, we guilted all of them to come (laughs) wine and crime cosplay is strongly encouraged for both shows so strongly yeah
0: oh Oh my god have you guys noticed the new twitter account that is wine and crime quotes (laughs) and the photo for it is the duct tape bandit i love it i i saw it this morning and i cackled i lost it i was so excited that account and patsy ramsey's hair are patsy my favorite ramsey's things Harris. to come out of the wine and crime twitter crew <laughs> remember
2: Absolutely. our very first show those beautiful souls from wisconsin who came yes. dressed as the duct tape band it was brilliant and in, <laughs> in an eye
0: patch
1: yes <laughs> yeah one oh. it's so
0: good yeah i want i want all of that to happen again
2: yes. cosplay
1: yes. is the thing that makes us happiest at the live shows so uh-huh. make it happen folks okay signs Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for art theft? We have the world's most perfect
0: pairing for this episode. Is it tons? (laughs) No, it's tons because tons of art gets... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We are drinking the Selected Works Pinot Noir from Wink Wine Club. Woo! That is a good
1: one.
0: We have done a selected works wine before it was the chardonnay i think the last time and i can't for the life of me remember what episode that was in because my entire was, life is a wine drunk blur
1: i think it was <laughs> maybe for um bestsellers
0: yes it was crimes yeah. based or that inspired bestsellers you're yep. totally right
1: yeah
0: um Again, this is a Wink Wine, and if you are new to our show, welcome, and also check out Wink Wine Club. It's an online wine club that has a huge, amazing inventory of wine that you can order online and have delivered right to your door. It is absolute magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can peruse their giant inventory. You can get familiar with a bunch of varietals that even I was not familiar with. It was really exciting to check out a lot of that stuff. They do have an optional quiz if you're new to wine that can kind of help you narrow down what things work in your palate. Once you put four or more bottles in your cart, they take care of the shipping. And if it's your first time ordering, go to trywink.com forward slash gals and you get 20 bucks off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot forward slash G-A-L-S to get 20 bucks off your first order. Check it out. It's so good. Um this is a medium-bodied Pinot Noir, but it does still have, like, some delicacy to it, because that's just an earmark of Pinot Noirs for the most part. What I really like about Pinot Noirs is that they're typically delicate but complex, and this one has notes of cherry and coffee, Ooh, like a roasted element that. to it. I and, love that. With, like, an earthy and dry finish. So, I mean, for me, that's perfect. All it's missing is a kick of black pe- pepper, but whatever. Um, this was... Produced on the Kick on Ranch Vineyard in Santa Barbara County, California. Um, and was done as a collabo with Tappan Collective in LA. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I think that's how it's pronounced. Close it's enough. like an it's like an insane art dealer. Oh, so go to ooh. their go to their website. It was really cool. I found their website through Wink. Um it's tappencollective.com, T-A-P-P-A-N. C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. Obviously, I can't afford anything on there, but they have some absolutely beautiful art in a million different styles that they're selling on that website, so it's really cool. Um, This bottle, in terms of its design, is one of my favorites from Wink. The design was done by artist Luke Chiswell, um I think he is part of that whole tap and collective. I think you can buy some of his work through oh, they that website.
1: Have pretty stuff. Isn't oh, it gorgeous? Man, for a second I was like, "Oh, I could buy one of these cuz I was still thinking in South African rand." Yeah, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. That's not
0: rand, <laughs> nope, baby. That's USD.
1: That's, that's doll hairs. I can't afford <laughs> yeah. any of this. <laughs> but,
0: not I couldn't get a coaster from that place, but it's freaking amazing. Um, and the, the bottle design is very simple, but it's like really, really cool. So definitely check out this bottle, Selected Works Pinot Noir. Um Let me see. Oh, okay. So the fermentation process for this Pinot was partially whole cluster fermentation, which as we remember from Mm -hmm. all of my previous notes, that means that the entire cluster of grapes is fermented with the stems and everything. And it's a method that's most commonly used with Pinot Noirs and Syrahs, and it allows unique flavors that come exclusively from the stems, like sort of green pepper, herbal, earthy notes come from those stems. But it has to be done absolutely at the right time. For those grapes to be harvested, because if they're harvested too young, the stems will even have like sourness to them.
1: Mm.
0: It's sort of like I imagine like a, a a young tree that's like too green and really bendy, and you can't yeah. like snap any of the branches. Uh-huh. That's you wouldn't want that in a whole cluster fermentation because it's going to bring this like weird funky, it's like too sour alive. sweetness. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be <laughs> needs to be a much little more wiper dead. than that. Exactly. Try um, it and little. this particular bottle was aged in French oak to like just kind of mellow everything out on this Pinot and add a little bit of depth and complexity to it. I love uh, oaked reds, French oaked reds. I'm not super into French oaked whites personally, but I really, really love French oaked mm. Reds, Reds. <laughs> <laughs> um, And this <laughs> bottle should be served, they say, room temperature, which a typical room temperature, you want it to be between 55 and 60 degrees for a wine.
1: That is a chilly room.
0: I mean, not for me, Mm -hmm. but that's, like, kind of where you want a Pinot Noir to be. If you're getting up any higher than, like, 62 degrees, that's going to be too warm for that bottle. Mm -hmm. So don't – you want to store this in a cool, dry place. You don't want your red wines to be, like, under direct sunlight or even light that's in your home. Like, if you have a cool bar with track lighting, don't have the track lights – yeah, directly heat on your up. wine. It's going to heat everything up. So yeah. just mm. try to keep... I mean, I know it's nice to display your bottles. I live in a garden-level apartment, so my entire apartment is literally a wine cellar. It doesn't yeah. see light. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's everything I wanted. Yeah, so that would that would be my recommendation. I also highly recommend making some, like, grilled vegetable kebabs and pairing this with it. Yeah, It's really, really good with, like, grilled or roasted veggies. Oh, mm. I'm feeling that. So should that. we... Should we leave so we can just go grill yeah. and not do this episode? I'm so
1: hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to pap? Yeah. I'm so ready.
0: Using one of our nice pap winged wine openers which my cute little mom had hers in New Aww. Jersey the other day at the beach.
1: Oh, she didn't even she know she brought brought it
0: I know I surprised them. That's so That's cute. That's so cute. All right. Whoa! Ooh,
2: that's oh, a nice classic Atlanta. pop. Expensive pop.
0: It's Ex- mm-hmm. such an expensive pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
2: Okay.
1: I'm going
0: We're gonna drink now. Cheers.
1: Lucy, cheers! Huzzah! Um, I feel like we're at a gallery opening. Uh, uh, oh. Lucy, what is our background and psyche for art theft?
2: Oh, let me just tell you. Mm. <laughs>
0: oh well, I just can't wait <laughs> to be king
2: art theft oh I have had various Lion King songs stuck in my head for the
1: last week well for the
2: last several weeks basically since we left Table Mountain yep.
1: Zach, Zach made a safari mix that's just literally the Lion King soundtrack and then like I love it three other songs with animal noises in the title like Roar by Katy Perry <laughs> Perfect. Uh,
2: that sounds like my eclipse
1: soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the eclipse playlist is so
0: good. It's one of my favorite things ever.
1: We should a maybe put that on Patreon, like just the list. Okay. Love okay. it. Okay. I'm on it. Back to art theft. <laughs> art theft
2: is not just a crime against the owner or owners of the artwork. It's a crime against culture. Oh yeah! How dare they! It's way, shway serious. Mm. The FBI estimates that, quote, art and cultural property crimes results in the loss of billions of dollars every year.
1: Holy smokes.
2: That's a lot. Uh, The FBI has a dedicated art crime team that really reminds me of Space Force.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love this.
2: Art crime team. (laughs) Super creative. (laughs) It was established in 2004... And it was instigated by the looting of the Baghdad Museum. Oh. Do we all remember that? That was really sad. Yeah. That was really awful. So this art crime team consists of 16 special agents and is supported by Department of Justice uh, trial attorneys for if and when they bring these cases to trial. Okay. The FBI also has a computerized index of reported stolen art and cultural properties Oh, and so if you report a piece stolen, it must be valued at over two thousand dollars. It can't just be like something you bought at a farmer's market that's special to you. A kid's finger painting <laughs> that's okay. on your yeah. fridge.
1: Macaroni, <laughs> new- it necklace. has to have like, like, like no. some <laughs> appraised value beyond.
0: I am for sure correct. gonna report. A framed macaroni necklace to the FBI. <laughs> Add it to your computerized index.
1: I'm going to steal Amanda's frame bridge framed of portrait Burke. of Burke. Oh. And then report it to the FBI and see if they'll list it in their index. I will I fucking
0: it. come for you.
1: <laughs> it
0: is my most treasured possession.
1: It's I will fuck so you up. sweet.
0: I love it. It's in the biggest, like,
2: gilded frame ever. It's so over the top. For
0: Framebridge. (laughs) (laughs) But really it is.
2: Okay, so they have this database uh, for the use of law enforcement agencies around the world, like Interpol. Mm -hmm. Um, And this database is called the National Stolen Art File. Also super creative.
1: (laughs) Hey, they're just finding the art, okay? They're not making it. It is
2: the FBI <laughs> yeah.
1: and I did watch
2: a little video on the FBI's website about the National Stolen Art File and <laughs> the lady the director she's so sweet and she's very like straightforward and you know whatever but she's very dry <laughs> so she's mm-hmm. like the National Stolen Art File is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> these folks
0: don't have a lot of <laughs> a lot of personality <laughs>
1: tamping it down way it's a great little film yeah she doesn't want anyone to get
2: super excited about this (laughs) Uh, um okay so when an item is recovered it is removed from the database so this database is only pieces that are currently at
1: large Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm.
2: at large so to give you an idea of how big a problem art theft is the art crime team has recovered since its inception a little over 165 million dollars worth of items Wow well again this problem costs somewhere between four and six billion dollars every year I was gonna year. say that they've only
0: recovered 165 million dollars worth of items but like my case one of the items is the like item that, that was much. stolen is like that much is yeah. worth that
2: much it's very very difficult to get these things back and a lot wow. of them go unreported. So Why? I'll kind of get to that in a second. Oh, I'll okay. Get to it, um, the majority of tips come from citizens and also from within the United States. So these tips are in the f- the f- because of thefts from private collections. Okay, and oh, so okay. there's less there security, are, and there are a lot of private collections in the United States, mm-hmm. and a lot of these thefts are not reported, possibly because they are not noticed. So one of the things that the lady in the movie said was to if you have things of value of this nature to make an inventory and like check it every once in a while, because a lot of people just don't fucking notice if they have enough pieces.
1: Yeah, they have it in storage and then they never look at. I'm just
0: imagining Emily Gilmore's basement from the Gilmore Girls. Good Lord. (laughs) Have either of you even watched Gilmore Girls? No.
1: Uh, sporadically. Scott when
0: I need him. I
1: know. And <laughs> z- my Whatever. Twitter come support me. Uncle
0: Mm-hmm. Max Medina. Was we, know. Max Medina. we know.
1: We know. Okay. We know. Fine. We've only brought it up in 15 different episodes. <laughs> okay. Well, claim to fame. And now he's on the Americans. Go on. Moving on. on. Uh, <laughs> also many of the stolen works are
2: looted from around the world, from institutions. Archaeological sites Oh We're going to touch on uh, A lot of theft From Native American sites Oh Um, fuck that Haven't we done enough White people Right (laughs) Haven't
0: we done enough
2: Right Uh, For
0: fuck's sake
2: A lot of churches Mm -hmm. So a lot of institutions That have Tons of these works That are culturally important And valuable But they're just kind of Hanging out
1: Yeah they're not necessarily On display Or on loan Yep. They're just in storage or a lot of pieces that probably assigning a monetary value would be very difficult. Like I'm thinking about, um, well, this gets into a whole nother can of worms, but like the Maori, um, tattooed and shrunken heads. Yep. Yeah. We'll get, kind of, we'll get to that a little bit too. Okay.
2: Um, so one thing that I thought was kind of interesting that the lady the, and <laughs> the lady in the movie told me, um, in order to train the art force agents, they need to become familiar with different periods of art, art mm. vocabulary, art history, and also the business of art. So I'd mm. imagine that sometimes they go undercover to like some of these secret auctions and mm. they need to be able to identify the piece of art, the artist, the period and the value And its authenticity.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a lot. It's a lot. You have to
0: be really well
2: trained to do a job like this.
1: Yeah. My memory is so shitty that I've never been any good at all at art history. Like, it's always fascinating to me, but it, like, Mm -hmm. goes in one ear and out the other. Like, I cannot retain the details. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Um, So these
2: stolen pieces of art usually come onto the FBI's radar when the pieces are brought back onto the market. And a lot of art gets brought to or kept in the United States for sale because, again, there's a large market here for Mm -hmm. valuable art and cultural pieces.
0: Mm -hmm. The fucking
2: 1%. I know, right? There yeah. are some major crimes that these art thieves can be charged with, including crossing interstate lines with stolen property, illegal trafficking in Native American human remains and cultural items. Mm. And just a quick anecdote for you. When I was in New Mexico uh, earlier this summer and I stayed with my, with the editor of the Navajo magazine that I edit for, mm-hmm. we went to a couple different places on the reservation and there were signs at a lot of places and people would tell you that if you picked up like something that looked like pottery or I mean an arrowhead is a really stereotypical example but anything Mm. that could be a relic could constitute their cultural a piece of their cultural history like Mm -hmm, material history and you take it with you then that's like a major crime you have to hand over whatever you find to some yeah. sort of navajo authority that's fair
0: good yeah, yeah. you should
2: yeah but, taken enough mm-hmm. right but they're just they're very aware of it and they're very protective of it as they fucking should be because mm-hmm. their culture is shrinking very rapidly and for more white people to come in and take more of their shit they're just they're yeah. done with it so just kindly refrain
0: kindly right. fuck off.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's also a statute called the theft of major artwork statute which is a law directly uh, directed specifically at museum heists. So mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a theft of somebody's personal you know property. It could be the property of a museum or an institution in that regard. even All right, like that state would be my owned. case then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these charges, among others, are where the crime turns federal and then the FBI takes over. Okay. So in terms of lost, uh, or in terms of art, lost can mean gone forever, like destroyed, mm-hmm. or just that the current whereabouts are unknown. So for example, Leonardo da Vinci's Salvador Mundi which was just this beautiful painting of like Jesus Christ was found covered in dirt and misattributed for centuries. Isn't oh. that so bizarre? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's like one of the most famous works of art in history. Mm-hmm. Um, in fifteen oh five, Leo he had he had a bad run with like oh Leo. <laughs> Oh, Leo. <laughs> With uh, his shit getting stolen. So he painted a fresco in Florence's Palazzo Vecchio. 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 Yep. Uh, after the Medici family <laughs> came back to Florence to their home at this Palazzo After some military victories of some kind, they ordered artist Giorgio Vasari to paint over Leo's fresco with (laughs) new artwork depicting these military victories. But Vasari really liked Leo's work, so instead he made a fake wall over Leo's work and then painted his fresco on that and then painted... A clue in his own artwork.
0: Oh my God, this is like the freaking Da Vinci Code,
2: <laughs> basically.
0: I am losing it right now. When does Tom Hanks with Nick Cage's hair appear in this story?
1: In
2: 1860, when it's discovered. Yes. Okay. But his his uh, clue was were the words. I'm gonna butcher this. Cherka Sir- trova. You say it with such confidence. I'm going to assume one, you're correct. There's no way to One semester
1: know. of Italian, bitches. What up? Well, N- it's Latin. It. So, cerca trova. Cerca
2: trova, which means seek, and you shall find.
0: Oh my God, are we going to steal the Declaration of Independence?
2: Probably if we get drunk <laughs> enough.
0: This is the best day of my life.
2: Uh, so yeah, like I said, that fresco, the original fresco, was discovered in 1860. Well, who bless is the person?
0: Who was the person who was meant to, like, restore that famous portrait of Jesus, and it turned out to be just the worst monstrosity anyone had ever seen?
1: <laughs> oh, Do, yeah. Does everyone oh, remember lady. this? Yeah, yes, like the lady. A and it just looks like, a,
0: looks like a melted, like, chocolate bar with, like, eyes on it.
2: <laughs> with, like, a lion's mane.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: So there's also a very important case that I wanted to touch on and also that Holly wanted me to touch on, so Mm -hmm, here we go. mm -hmm. This is the single largest property theft in the world, and if Mm. that's not impressive enough, to put it another way, this can also be described as the highest value peacetime property theft in history. Mm. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, because... The wartime shit, actually, little known fact. (laughs) My one of my undergrad theses was comparing Napoleon's art theft to Hitler's art theft. I thought you didn't pay attention to art.
0: Yeah, this is not adding up now. I think it's
1: lining up here, but it was
2: in. I
0: have questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? It was, I didn't take any art history classes, but it was for my French thesis. So it was like, write whatever you want in the French language. So you
2: chose one of the most complicated (laughs) things ever.
1: It was interesting. Uh, My only thing that I remember is that Napoleon just kind of stole like whatever was valuable at the time, like universally considered valuable and also like historic, and just brought it to France, whereas Hitler stole at the beginning only stole things that like he liked contributed to his ideal for like yeah. what the third Reich should be and then later on they would also steal like modernist stuff just to sell and, and make money for As the we war know from the George but...
2: Clooney film monuments men oh, correct
1: Lord. yeah so I basically just read a book about that and then wrote and then translated it into French. okay back to this <laughs> <laughs> okay, So Fine. this
2: heist took place at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, Boston, mm, Boston. In, in the early morning hours of March 18th, 1990. Two thieves dressed nice. up as police officers buzzed the night guard and told him they were responding to a report of a disturbance. Okay. So this was around like 1.30 in the morning. Okay. The guard broke protocol and let them in through the employee entrance. At that time. No! Don't break protocol. Well, maybe Mm -mm. do, but you know. Uh, At that time, he and a second guard were handcuffed and tied up in the basement by these Mm. thieves. Mm. Over the next 81 minutes, the thieves proceeded to steal 13 works of art by artists such as Rembrandt, Vermeer, Manet, and Degas. The value... Who's heard of them? Some bunch of nobodies. (laughs) Uh, The value of the stolen works, which includes Rembrandt's Christ in the Storm of the Sea of Galilee, which is his only known seascape, um, is estimated at over Mm -hmm. 500 million doll hairs. Holy buckets. Okay, okay. Lots. So the museum was equipped with motion sensors, so we do have an exact recording of the thieves' movements. Mm-hmm. The best known works of art were taken from the Dutch Room. Mm-hmm. They cut Rembrandt's uh, "Christ on, in the Storm" painting and a lady and a gentleman in black from their frames. Mm-hmm. So they just cut the canvas that they were yep, that they were painted on. Shit, yep. man.
1: Okay, that's what happened yeah. in my case too. Wow. This isn't uncommon.
0: Because you can, well, it's not necessarily sloppy, but like a lot of paintings from back in the day are done on like soft canvas that can be rolled. Yeah, yeah. And not like hard wood, wood-backed canvas. Like right. they're not, not stretched over framed. wood. Yeah, right. Yeah, so if you cut it out of its frame, you can roll it and then like Carry literally a lot put more. it down a pant leg. Yeah.
1: And get out undetected. Because those frames are massive yeah, and but... unwieldy. Yeah, but
2: you know, i feel like a lot of the ways that investigators detect fraudulent works of art is based on the the edges of those of those pieces of canvas yes so like where the paint stops and it's just bare canvas along the edges because it's framed
1: yeah behind the that frame is a, that's,
2: so that is that's a can't way copy for them it. to prove yeah a fraudulent piece Mm -hmm. so i just think that if you had a you know a knife and you just cut it then that's i mean of course if you were buying it you would know it was stolen anyway but okay well anyway it just seems risky Mm -hmm. um so they also removed vermeer's the concert and flink's landscape with an obelisk from their frames and pulled an ancient Chinese bronze goo, or beaker, from a table. Mm-hmm. And they also took a small self-portrait etching by Rembrandt from the side of a chest. So that was all from the Dutch room. And if you want to go to the drive, there are a couple photos mm-hmm. of these pieces of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll, They probably will look familiar to you because they're pretty famous. They're pretty famous anyway, but I think they're even more famous because they're stolen. I think I have mm-hmm. to
1: refresh my drive. Um, So
2: experts are a little bit puzzled by the choice of paintings that were stolen, especially since more valuable artwork was left untouched. So maybe it was like a commissioned
1: job where somebody was like, I "I want these pieces.
2: But that would just be for their own personal collection. That seems stupid to risk all of this to, you know, I, I think it was because they were going to sell it, but they didn't know what was valuable and what wasn't. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, the FBI's lead agent assigned to the case, Jeffrey J. Kelly, finds it difficult to understand why this assortment of items was stolen despite the thieves being in the museum for a long enough time to take whatever they wanted. For example, on their way to the finial, uh, the thieves passed by two Raphael's and a Botticelli painting. Mm-hmm titans the rape of europa which is one of the museum's most well-known and valuable pieces was not stolen
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm.
2: due to the brutish ways these criminals handled the robbery cutting the paintings from their frames and smashing the frames for two degas sketches investigators believe the thieves were amateur criminals not experts commissioned to steal particular works oh,
1: so my theory mm. was incorrect
2: yeah uh, some investigators believe that the works were destroyed, explaining why they have not reappeared.
1: Shit! So they were really amateurs. But back, also, the Rape yeah. of Europa is the title of uh, a really good book about um, Hitler's art theft. So check
2: that out. Mm. Read it. We're all gonna run out and buy it and read it right now. Go Done. run out
1: <laughs> right now. It's on shelves. Special it thanks. Really good.
2: Um, so. Back to the plot line of this heist. The thieves made two separate trips to their car with the artwork and departed the scene at about 2.45 a.m. The guards were left tied up until cops arrived at 8.15 a.m. I assume that some employee got to the museum and realized that something was amiss and called the police right. at that point. Yeah. And today, the empty frames of these works remain hanging in the museum as symbols of hope for their safe return. Oh,
1: that's so poignant. Aww. Oh. I know there's
2: a photo of that on the drive as well. Oh. To this to this day, and despite major efforts by the FBI and other international agencies, none of these works have been recovered. They've seriously. Believe- yeah, they believe that they were stolen by an American criminal organization and that they are within the US somewhere, uh, probably in New England or the mid Atlantic. I hope Whitey fucking Bulger right, Well, has, When um, we're on
0: our East Coast tour, we're gonna also recover all of these okay. losses. Yeah, we'll solve
2: the we'll crack the case.
0: We're there for four days. Yeah. It should that's plenty of time. Yep.
2: And we're there is on a ten million dollar reward. We are so on why it. wouldn't we try?
0: Think of how many whining crime tattoos I could get with $10 million.
1: You'd oh, have my God. Not even Just eyelids think. left. You'd get, like, <laughs> ink
2: poisoning.
1: <laughs> Just layers of tattoos. What's, I'm ready. What's your next whining crime tattoo going to be?
0: I don't know. Something on my eyelids now, though. Okay. Now you've inspired me. When I close my eyes, it's just one wine glass emoji and one (laughs) knife emoji.
2: (laughs) I would not be your friend. I would quit. I'm
0: going to blink so much. I
2: hate it so much. Okay, so this part might piss you guys off. In June 2017, the Boston Globe reported that some of the crime scene evidence collected by the FBI was missing. Why does this
0: always happen? Yeah. I don't know. They sent it out
2: for DNA testing, and then they just lost track of it. That should be its own episode of fucking missing for sure. Yeah. Even after an exhaustive search they were unable to locate handcuffs and duct type used to immobilize the museum's two security guards that could have contained traces of the thieves DNA material. Yeah or fingerprints or
1: God knows what.
2: Yeah. So as I said, there's currently a $10 million reward, up from $5 million, woohoo, for information leading directly to the recovery of all 13 works in good condition, and a separate $100,000 reward for the Napoleonic finial. And if you go to the drive slash blog, when the audience is listening to this, there will be a photo. It's like a go- it's like a big gold eagle. Uh-huh. And I'm mm. not sure why that one was like specifically. Maybe because that was the only sculpture, but there was that Chinese beaker. It might too. have
1: Oh. It might have had an extra insurance rider for whatever reason. Maybe, but that one is like
2: by itself, you get a hundred grand for it. Cool. That's crazy. So if you have any informi- information, you soon to be rich motherfucker, Tell. contact, <laughs> contact yeah. us, Wine and Crime wine. Podcast Podcasts at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> Also contact director of security, Anthony Amore at <laughs> after at f- theft theft at GardnerMuseum.com.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Dr. Drake Ramore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was thanks. Kenyon. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I'll yeah. always yeah. laugh at your dumb jokes. Um, so there are a ah.
2: bunch of, like, really cool missing artwork cases. There was also one that I didn't have time to talk about where the possible thief claims that the artwork was gone because he fed it to pigs. What? Oh, my God. That's what you're supposed Always to do with, with, with bodies, dude. It
0: was
1: Picton. Not paintings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, yeah. on that note, I love it. a special word from our sponsor, Talkspace. If you're
0: grieving the loss <laughs> of a million plus dollar art (laughs) artifact (laughs) you might need talk space
1: if you've lost something (laughs) that's (laughs) invaluable and irrecoverable then yeah if you're covering up for a criminal organization
2: that's known to Mm -hmm. (laughs) perpetrate museum heists yeah Talk Check out Talkspace, which is an online therapy company that makes it easy, convenient, and affordable to be connected with a therapist licensed in your area from your phone, from it's, the toilet. Yep. It's the actual best thing
0: yeah. ever.
1: I yeah. love that I'm about to get on a flight and travel 20 hours and be in another country for several weeks and then fly my ass back. And I don't have to worry about changing around therapy appointments or even making therapy appointments cuz i can just yep. text my therapist from anywhere mm-hmm. i think one of
2: i think one of the best parts of talkspace as opposed to conventional therapy is that often if you decide that you need to talk to a therapist you might not want to wait several months to get yep. an appointment with a therapist that is covered by your insurance mm-hmm. yep So you can get connected with a therapist like that day. I
0: was connected within a day to my therapist. And
1: it's more affordable than traditional therapy. And, you know, some people prefer traditional therapy. It depends on what you prefer. And you should definitely try out both. But Mm -hmm. it is more affordable than traditional therapy. And it's also unlimited access. So... You know, it's amazing as much as if you're having a particular moment in your life, if you're going through some stuff and you need a Mm -hmm. little more TLC from that licensed therapist, then you can text Mm -hmm. them a lot. You can get it all out. You don't need to try to cram it all into a one hour appointment. You know, you can just. Yeah.
0: And we we want to help you out. So our listeners are getting forty five dollars off. Yes, your first month of Talkspace by going to Talkspace.com forward slash gals G-A-L-S that's T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E dot com forward slash gals get $45 off try it out if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you but at least you made you know you made a little step to check mm-hmm. out if it's if it's awesome and if you love it then you've prioritized your mental health and that's all we really want and we're proud
2: of that and I we know you. that you can switch therapists if it's your therapist that you don't think is working out for yep. you yep anytime yep Anytime. Mm-hmm. Treat your brain. Treat your brain. Trade it.
0: <laughs> and now a word from our other sponsor
1: Knipe is a plant based solution to self care. All right. 2018 Love it. is all about self care, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Knipe was founded in the German countryside of Bavaria in 18 land of deerndals. Yes. Indeed. Land of deerndals. And Knipe is a leading bath and body care company. It is well-known in Western Europe, where all the cool kids are. And it is currently available in 27 different countries. So, again, this company was founded many years ago by a Bavarian priest. This sounds like a fairy tale. Um, It's amazing. Who who founded... It's the plot of the Omen. (laughs) Yes. Who founded the naturopathic and hydrotherapy movements. So this is like... And we yeah. are all
0: reaping the benefits. <laughs> yeah, we
1: are. Uh,
2: especially me and in particular my feet because yes. we got a box of their f- products, which was mm-hmm. amazing. They all smell so freaking good, you guys. So good. And you can tell that it's like, real, you know, the real scents and essential mm-hmm. oils and things of these products. So the, the, the one that I love the most is called the... Foot butter. Mm-hmm. It's like repairing foot butter. Uh, mm-hmm. I took a really hot shower last night and I went and just slathered this foot butter on my feet and I was in absolute heaven. It smells so good and the texture mm. is literally like butter. Like I, I got like out a butter. knife and cut a pat. Yes. I put a pat on each foot. Uh, I
0: was calling with the girls, the gals, the, this afternoon and I was like, I am so covered in <laughs> German like, oils, these German butters and oils so that I slippery. can't walk across my hardwood floor without like dying. It's you so skate luxurious. to your studio. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a huge fan of the shower foam, which I'm like a big body wash and bubble bath person. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this shower foam is amazing. So it's white hibiscus and shea butter it's so soft and creamy and just like a little dab will do ya because it foams up in your hand so you're not using a ton of it to create a lather which I really love that Mm -hmm. because I feel like you can be so wasteful with like body wash and lasts a long time This lasts a lot longer. It's so soft and so silky. And like Lucy said, the scent is amazing, but it's really subtle. A lot of times I'll hear the words essential oils and then I'll be a little skeptical Mm -hmm. because it can be so overpowering. Mm -hmm. But the way that they formulate these products, the, the scent is so subtle. And it's very calming. Mm -hmm. I'm really Mm -hmm. loving these products.
1: So, Knipe products are made from plant-based ingredients. They are vegan. They are dermatologist-tested and recommended. I have really sensitive skin, so that's important for me. They are cruelty-free. They are paraben-free. There are no preservatives, Mm. paraffins, silicones, or mineral oils.
2: Bless up. Yep. And so, as you may have picked up on, I'm the environmentally <laughs> conscientious mm-hmm. one of the group. So, mm-hmm.
0: I like I'm my s- carbon footprints to be huge, <laughs> as Trump would say. I- <laughs>
2: Uh, I was pleased to find out that Knipe was awarded the Green Green Brand Seal for the third time in 2017. Amazing. And this award goes to brands that use environmentally sound practices through production and are strongly committed to preservation and sustainability, so you can feel great about using these products. I know I do. Mm -hmm. So you should get
0: 15% off your first order by going to Knipe.com. That's k n e i p p dot com, and using promo code GALS G A L S at checkout. Again, that's fifteen percent off your first order by going to knipe.com and using promo code GALS at checkout. Treat and your just bod.
2: To spell that once again, because it's nutty German. It
1: is
0: k n
1: e i p p dot com. Do it. Treat your bod. Das war <laughs> ich habe einen Klaubfuß. Ich habe a Klaubfuß.
0: <laughs> I can't <laughs> ever do it. Gluten-free.
1: Gluten-free. <laughs> okay. Uh, guten Tag, guten Tag, guten Tag. And Und wie geht's? Boo. Okay. <laughs> guten Tag, und wie geht's? Boo. Guten Tag, und wie geht's? <laughs> okay, okay. So... <laughs> My case. Jesus. <laughs> um. It. Okay. From late 2003 to 2006, Xiao Yuan uh, served as chief librarian at the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts in China. In China. Um, oh my God! Don't say vagina. China. Oh, I hate that. Okay. The Academy is part of Guangzhou University, and it offers bachelor, master's, and doctoral degree programs in the areas of fine arts and design. And if anybody's looking. Um, Mm. Part of Xiao's job at the library involved digitizing the gallery's vast collection of paintings and calligraphies. So all of the works Mm -hmm. in the uh, gallery were Chinese, but spanning... Various centuries and different uh, styles and periods.
0: Sure, sure, um, sure, 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 sure,
1: sure. As chief, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> as chief, <laughs> chief librarian, Shao had his own set of master keys to the gallery and its storerooms he also had unfettered access to the space on weekends when it was closed to both students and the public do Uh-oh. do we this see where this bad. is going <laughs> yeah yep um soon the communion wine would prove too tempting for some of them <laughs> <laughs> that's soon why we lutherans Chinese use grape juice artifacts. for the blood of christ <laughs> All right. Chao began to sneak paintings out of the gallery and replace the works with his own forgeries. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why do people think
2: they're going to be so good at forging artwork?
1: Like, seriously. He was very good at it. Son of a bitch. If
2: he was that good, we wouldn't be
1: reading his case right now. Well, it wasn't because his own forgeries. It was because of the authentic works were discovered so we'll get to it okay. but his forgeries stood up for a while okay um many of the substituted works were by china's grand masters including a 17th century painter and calligrapher bada shanren okay um a couple random facts because my case was really short so i had to beef it up um Bada Shanren was born in the Ming dynasty. Uh, he was a prince and a child prodigy. And then he later became a monk when the Ming emperor committed suicide as uh, an army invaded. And so he, because he was a Ming prince and like shit was going down, he had to become a monk to like save his skin, basically. And then wow. was,
2: did he do that in order to hide, like to go, to get away or just to be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a threat to you. I'm anymore.
0: untouchable.
1: I'm a monk. I'm a monk now. I don't know. I don't know of those two could have been a combination of both, but yeah, that was basically the motivation okay. of like, don't kill me. I'm not trying to become emperor. I'm just going to chill as a monk for a little bit. Um, okay. and then later in life, he became a painter. Okay. So Bada Shanren, bit of a badas. Bada bing Bada Shanran Bada Shanran is also said To have screamed and made Weird sounds while painting Sounds right Sounds like
0: me painting (laughs)
1: Ah. Just
2: like (laughs) Ah. Good God, that's horrifying. I love I it. Kind of love it. I don't like that at all. I
0: fucking love it.
2: Um, were his paintings of like beautiful cherry blossoms, basically and, like, so nice, serene, basically
1: landscapes. They were. <laughs> they were yeah, it was a lot of like nature scenes, but like <laughs> paintings, but almost like calligraphy of paintings. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like black yeah. paint on or black ink on like white whatever and like very like simple stylized nature scenes um i love it <laughs> okay so yeah kind of random I'm it wasn't out. like he was jackson pollock like it was <laughs> i don't know so um one of his more famous works uh, or one of the more famous works forged by xiao included quote rocks and birds by Bada Shanren, which is worth 45 million renminbi, uh, which is approximately 6.6 million US dollars. Woo, that's a lot of moolah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, other forged works included uh, famed watercolors by Qi Bai Shur, uh, an influ- influential 20th century painter born in Xiangtan. That is the... Our hometown. Yeah. our rel- Okay, it's like a relatively small... Yes, your
0: hometown.
1: <laughs> According to Kenyan's definition,
0: <laughs> it is your
1: hometown. <laughs> I am a rolling stone. I don't gather no moss, okay? Um, oh, Lord. No, that's terrible. That's not true at all. Uh, Shantan <laughs> is in the Hunan province, and it's where Lucy and I lived for a year. And um, it's also the birthplace of Chairman Mao, and it's a weird place y'all. It's a very weird place and it's just like a random small by chinese terms city. Um Amazing. it's a, it's a quaint
2: f- 3 million mm-hmm. person city. Quaint. It felt with the largest tampon factory in the world. Wait, I didn't what? know
1: that. And yet like only cardboard applicators. And yet we had to go to Hong Kong
2: to buy tampons. Yeah, we did. So that's fun.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, so Chi... Uh, Qib-
2: China sounds great.
1: It was... China's great. It was intense. I think it's changed a lot. We were there 10 years ago. Um, okay, so Chi Bai Shi, very famous watercolor painter, and this guy, Xiao, forged a bunch of his shit. Um, interestingly, another artist in the collection targeted by Xiao was Zhang Da Qian, uh Zhang's art evolved significantly over time, ranging from traditionalist paintings all the way to modern Impressionism and even expressionism. So he just mm. like tried out a whole bunch of different styles over the decades. You went for it. Yeah. Um mm. but complicating matters in this case was the fact that Zhang, the artist himself, was known to be one of China's master forgers. Oh, Lord. (laughs) So the artist was an artist in his own right, but he would also forge, like, ancient works by grandmasters and sell them. Um, And he even forged. like a trustworthy guy. (laughs) He even forged works by Bada Shanran. Oh, wow. Was his name Rene Russo. (laughs) Yeah. He drank green juice before it was a thing, and baby Kenyon was transfixed. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Quote, so prodigious was Zhang's virtuosity within the medium of Chinese ink and color that it seemed he could paint anything. And Zhang, and Zhang paid scrupulous attention to the materials that he used, so when he would forge ancient works, he would tirelessly match period inks, dyes, pigments. Gross. <laughs> what? what? Period. period inks. <laughs> oh, Lucy is
0: twelve. I didn't even get it. Oh my god. Um. Because you're an adult, <laughs> of, so you didn't think about that.
1: Um. <laughs> it's your lack of imagination. Period. Blood. <laughs> um, no, oh he would. God. He would like figure out how they made whatever ink from the 10th century in China, and then he would replicate that process so that his forgeries cool. would be authenticated. Um, he also often chose to forge paintings listed in art catalogs as having been lost so that the risk Makes sense. of the real shit would be low if it would turn up. Um, mm. And multiple of Jung's forgeries were even purchased by major art museums in the United States, including the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, the, S- nice. the Sackler Museum in New York, and allegedly the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Met. Wow. Um, that hasn't been proven, but it's
2: suspected. Um, it'd be cool to work at one of those big museums and be on like the team that authenticates paintings when they come it out. It would like be that. so
0: cool. It'd be, be such a hard job. It'd be very
1: difficult. Yeah. We could high pressure. We could do a whole episode on art forgery.
0: Love it Yes
1: um, Okay so Zhang Again we're still talking about This famous Chinese artist Who then also did forgeries um, it's, He is estimated to have earned Over 10 million US dollars From just his forgeries Not not including his own artwork Like original artworks Wow, wow. Damn So Xiao The librarian At this gallery Forged works by Bada Shanren Zhang Daqian and maybe also uh, forged forgeries by Zhang Daqian of Bada Shanren. Amazing. So it's like a Russian nesting doll <laughs> of art theft and forgery, basically. I love, I love this. it. Um, but just wait, it gets better. Great. Always does. During the two-year period, Xiaoyuan uh, replaced 140 paintings with his own pieces. He then managed to sell 125 of those original works at auction, earning a total of six million US dollars. Damn. So mostly lesser-known works, because the total was only six million US, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it took, what year was this? 2000, well, he, he stole them and forged them from 2003 to 2006. Oh, okay. And so this wasn't like in the 60s or anything? No. And then um, he kept selling, he, stopped, he kept working as the librarian at that museum, but the gallery of paintings was moved into another building, so he no longer had the keys to that building, so he had to stop. Got it. Um, but he's then for the next like decade sold what he had already stolen at various auctions and like bought property, bought real estate, bought other paintings for his personal collection. Um, whatever. So it took a decade for someone to get wise to Shao's crimes. In a decade, a decade in 2014, a former student of the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Art noticed that the university's seal was on artwork for sale in Hong Kong at auction. So he was like,
0: interesting. He was
1: like, weird. Why is this here? And like probably did some digging and like told the university and then the university was probably like, we're not selling that piece. That piece is hanging on the wall in this room. And then they contacted Mm -hmm. the authorities. Um, So, Xiao was arrested. At the time of his arrest, an additional stockpile of 18 stolen artworks was found in his possession, worth an estimated 70 million renminbi, which is approximately 10 to 11 million U.S. dollars. Holy shit. So he probably had a lot harder times trying to sell the more famous works. Um, And ironically, it was because uh, the auction houses dismissed these genuine pieces as fakes.
0: Oh, and wouldn't that sell sucks. them
1: because they probably. <laughs> <laughs> they, that sucks a lot. They probably <laughs> were like, well, this can't be the real Bada Shanran rocks and birds because that's hanging at the Guangzhou Museum. Mm-hmm, but in fact, mm-hmm. that
2: was the forgery. Right.
1: Um, Xiao quickly pe- pled guilty to a charge of corruption and apologized to his former employer, but. He also spoke in his own defense, revealing that art theft and forgery had long predated his time at the academy. And So it's totally fine you guys. Well, he I wasn't even the first one to do it. <laughs> no, but God. like literally He started it. That was his defense because he said that he noticed fakes already hanging in the gallery on his first day on the job.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: Okay. Well, and he was the chief librarian and, like, archivist of this collection, so presumably he would be able to recognize a fake. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? That could also be ego and not true, but... Um, He also realized how commonplace these crimes were when he noticed that some of his own forgeries that he'd snuck into the museum had been replaced by other forgeries this is too much like no there's
0: no way to know at this point which ones are real and which ones are forgeries. right
1: it's just it's yeah. it's too far gone yeah it's literally a nesting doll it's ridiculous of fake art so he literally was like oh that's not the painting that i did that i faked so we could really tell the difference there because it was like, well, that's not the one I made. So somebody else was doing wow. the same fucking thing while he was doing it. This does seem I like a that. very Chinese crime, <laughs> though. <'cause laughs> yeah.
2: Lots of forgeries happening in that yeah. particular country.
1: Jisher Jada is like the only thing I remember how to say, which means this is fake. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> when trying to like buy something, ja. just sure Jada. Um, I have hundreds of DVD bootleg DVDs from our year there. I have fake. Yes, you do. Like yeah. uh, so you many fake designer bullshit falling apart things. Like whatever. Um, Shaw told the Guangzhou People's Intermediate Court, "quote." I realized someone else had replaced my paintings with their own because I could clearly discern that their works were terribly bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is
0: the most pompous criminal ever. I love it. I kind of hate him.
1: Um, All right, one more unrelated tidbit. In 2013, (laughs) um, a museum in northern China, so a different museum, was... Quote, forced to close after it was revealed that its collection of some 40,000 ancient Chinese relics were almost all knockoffs. Holy shit. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) And it was like an expensive museum that would have just been built and like kitted out. Giant tourist destination.
0: People spent hundreds of dollars yeah. in their gift shop
1: Yeah, it was it was three years old, this museum And it was, like, hugely advertised around the country As, like, a patriotic education center
0: Unbelievable And all of it School was
1: fake children
0: <laughs> That is incredible And now I want to open my own fake museum
1: Yeah, I love do it Do it So that is the case of Xiao Yuan And the Guangzhou Academy of Fine Arts Nice job. I love it. Uh I love it. (laughs) All right.
0: And now a word from our sponsor, HelloFresh, which is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. So you can just cook, eat, eat. and enjoy. And each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources.
1: Uh, one of the best things about HelloFresh is that you can enjoy not having to plan dinner or spend money mm-hmm. on takeout to not have mm-hmm. to plan Every dinner. Night. Yeah, <laughs> I have a major takeout addiction. Um, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week and running low on, like, pickled ginger and having to go grab it, whatever. Um, All the ingredients for these recipes come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. Um, You won't spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take around 30 minutes which is like perfection. Love that. Um, Mm -hmm. And there are many benefits of subscribing so you can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. And uh, spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week so you can get that time back to do more of what you love, like podcasting or reading true Mm -hmm. crime books or... Sleeping. Sleeping. Yes. Bathing. (laughs) Personal hygiene. Um, You can also uh, get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving. And free shipping. Mm -hmm. I always
0: have leftovers. It's so great. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I recently made some uh, black bean uh, tostadas kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to make the tostadas in my oven. I had never made them before. I made them to surprise. My husband for lunch and he used to be a chef and he was actually very impressed with all of my talents and skills. That's high that, that it came from HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I might have led him to believe that I made it from scratch. <laughs> oh, <amazing. laughs> well you did make it from Which scratch. Which technically I did. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know, the recipe didn't just develop in my own brain, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I also get, I like the vegetarian meals, uh, just because they feel a little healthier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Mediterranean chickpea salad is still my favorite. So good. I have made, I make that all the time. Even if I don't have HelloFresh in my refrigerator, I will go to the store and recreate it. That's how much I Mm -hmm. love their recipes. It's, they're, they're so good. Mm -hmm. So you can get a total of... $60 $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes by visiting HelloFresh.com forward slash gals60, that's G A L S 60, mm-hmm. and enter the promo code GALS60 at checkout. So again, total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash gals60. And enter that promo code GAL60 at checkout and treat yoga You won't be sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Treat it. And now a word from our other sponsor. At ModCloth, we believe every outfit is an opportunity to express yourself. Inspired by vintage style and informed by today's sensibilities, we offer a curated wardrobe that lets you do just that. We're dedicated to serving our amazing community by celebrating their stories and offering a full range of sizes.
1: Um, at ModCloth you can find a variety of looks and this is my favorite part in a full size range so that is from extra extra small to 4X okay this is made for everybody because everybody is a bikini ModCloth body um if you have a question about fit the team of Mod stylists can hook you up with a complimentary sizing and styling help which is really helpful if you're buying online which I love um and when your presence is desired, a gorgeous dress is absolutely required. Um, so you can... Yes. <laughs> at ModCloth, uh, you can discover luxe fabrics, delightful details. They are delightful. Um, iconic silhouettes. And all of this is in ModCloth's Dress Boutique. Uh, and it's perfect for when that wedding or special event invite arrives and you need something special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of something special,
2: I'm gonna admit this on the air right now. I'm having a little bit of romper envy for of Amanda's collection of mod cloth So rompers. amazing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Totally. So I have approximately 12 things in my mod cloth cart right now. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. At all times. Haven't
2: quite pulled the trigger, but um, yeah, as Kenyon mentioned. One of my favorite things about ModCloth is that people who have bought those clothes and people that come in all different sizes, heights, everything, take photos of themselves wearing that piece of clothing, and then they can put them on the page on the website. So you can Mm. see how that fits on real people in a variety Mm. of sizes and decide whether or not it's right for you. So Mm -hmm. it's just... It's very personalized, I think, for, you know, not actually knowing anything about the consumer, the, like, specifically. But, um, anyway, we love it. I will, I fully intend on wearing some ModCloth things at our upcoming live shows. Oh, uh, yep. yeah.
1: Same. Just ordered so my
2: outfit for the live show from ModCloth. What up? Yep. yep. We will be modeling them live for you.
0: <laughs> mod pulling. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Ah, So to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com, that's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, and enter the code WINECRIME, W-I-N-E-C-R-I-M-E at checkout. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires on November 3rd, 2018. So Mm -hmm. again, get your cute little butt over to modcloth.com for 15% off your purchase of $100 or more enter promo code winecrime at checkout treat your bod cloth your mod. bod with mod
0: <laughs> I love that tagline that we created out of thin air for mod cloth All right my case I love this and I this is couple goals Okay More than 3 decades ago a man and a woman walked into the University of Arizona Museum of Art in Tucson Arizona mm. While the woman struck up a conversation with the guard, the man went upstairs and then quickly returned, and the couple left.
1: Weird. Uneasy. Yeah.
0: The guard investigated and found the Willem de Kooning painting Woman Ochre cut out of its frame. Oh. There were no surveillance cameras at the museum at the time. It was like
1: 1985. Oh, I was like, and no,
0: pardon? Yeah, three decades ago. Okay. And no fingerprints left behind. Mm. The missing painting and the identity of the thieves remained a mystery for 31 years. Mm. Whoa. The painting didn't resurface until 2017, so just last year, when it was discovered hanging in Jerry and Rita Alter's bedroom (laughs) in the little (laughs) town of Cliff New Mexico. It's like literally this pink <laughs> like stucco New Mexico home.
2: Totally. Oh my
0: god. Um it was discovered hanging in their bedroom after Rita's death. So Jerry had died in like twenty twelve and then Rita died in twenty seventeen.
2: Mm-hmm. The altars
0: well, they were old. They were in their 80s. Mm. I lived know. It was sweet life. that
2: they got to enjoy that stolen piece of artwork for the rest <laughs> yep. of their
0: lives. <laughs> exactly. I love like this story. I love this story so much. The altars, described as quiet, nice, and unassuming, worked in the public school system and seemed to make for <laughs> unlikely art thieves. But many signs pointed to them. Oh, my God. The work was hung. The work was hung so that it could only be seen when the door was closed. Um, It was purchased after uh, Rita's death by antiques dealers, along with other possessions in their home, for just $2,000 in a liquidation sale of the Altars Estate. So
1: they didn't tell their heirs or whatever, like, hey, this is really valuable because it's stolen and real.
0: Nope. Uh, And really valuable is an understatement. De Kooning was a leading painter of the abstract expressionist movement, and his artworks regularly sell for some of the highest market values in the world. (laughs) In in 2006, the New York Times reported another painting in the Woman Ochre series sold for $137.5 million. (laughs) And the woman ochre recovered from the altar's house is currently valued at $160 million. Oh,
1: my God! <laughs> oh, my God! Yep. I love these people.
0: It didn't take long for the purchasers, the proprietors of Manzanita Ridge Furniture and Antiques, to realize they had something special on their hands.
1: <laughs> Furniture I and antiques is what gets me.
0: And and car wash and coffee shop.
1: <laughs> and bistro. And
0: bistro. Um, <laughs> when antique dealers Buck Burns, Rick Johnson, and David Van Auker researched the painting, um, they discovered its mysterious theft. A delegation from the museum confirmed its authenticity and the painting was returned, but officials were still unable to pin the theft on the altars. Okay. Until a photo recently surfaced placing the couple in Tucson, Arizona, the day before the painting vanished.
1: Okay. Here's here's how the heist went down.
0: I know, right? (laughs) So once again, a man and a woman, they walk into the Arizona Museum of Art on the day before Thanksgiving in 1985. They get there a little bit early and a security guard is unlocking the museum's front door to let in a member of the staff. Um, The couple followed into the lobby and since the museum was going to open within the next 10 minutes, the guard let them stay in there. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being that guard?
1: No. (laughs) Oh my God. Who like made that call. Poor guy. Like the Isabella Gardner museum guards. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, So the man walks up to the museum's second floor and uh, the woman strikes up a conversation with the guard to keep him distracted. Mm -hmm. A few minutes later, the guy comes back downstairs. The two abruptly leave um, and this is like what's been reported—the only account of this report. This is the only real details that people have. The,
1: probably, um, no suspicion would have fallen on them if they had just like looked around the museum. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, sensing that something wasn't right, the guard walked upstairs, and there he saw an empty frame where Kooning's, uh, de Kooning's woman ochre had been hanging. Mm. Um, again, at the time, the museum had no surveillance cameras. That was not uncommon. Um, police found no fingerprints, and one witness got a description of what they called a rust-colored sports car driving away from the scene, but no license plate was seen. hmm so they kept the frame hanging there as like a reminder of this theft for 31 years, wow. just empty, with like the shredded, yeah. the pick, the painting had been cut out, oh, and it had like the shredded pieces in there. Wow, like the Gardner Museum. Yeah, yep. So a little bit about the altars. They had moved to the tiny town of Cliff, New Mexico. Literally, the population there is 293 people. <laughs> Give a yeah. take. <laughs> so they lived in this little pink house in Cliff, New Mexico. They lived there since I the late seventies. Love them. Yep. Oh, you're gonna love them even more. H. Ugh. Jerome Alter, who went by Jerry, had been a professional music- musician and a teacher in New York City schools before retiring to New Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, which he wrote in his About the Author in his Aesop's Fables Set in Verse, a book he published in 2011.
1: Yeah, so just a total dork. Yep. Total lovely dork. Total dork. dork. He, oh my God. he and Rita
0: like wrote children's literature together. Yep. Um, his primary avocation has been adventure travel, which <sighs> the biographical sketch says, noting that he had visited over 140 countries on all continents, including both polar regions.
1: Wow, Ooh. okay. Yep. Oh, wow. Total so. couple goals. Oh my yep. God. I love these people.
0: Rita Alter had worked as a speech pathologist at the local school district after the couple moved to New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And her former co workers remember her as pleasant but quiet, a friendly woman who was good with children but didn't volunteer much information about her life. Because she
1: was a freaking art theft, art thief. Yep. They were exactly. just a couple
2: of adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Uh-huh. In 2011, this might
0: be my favorite part of the story. In 2011, about a year before Jerry died, um, he's about 81. He published a book of short stories called *The Cup and the Lip: Exotic Tales*. Mm. Ooh, the stories were quote erotic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, could be both.
2: The, cup the and stories the were,
0: quote, <laughs> an amalgamation of actuality and fantasy, as he wrote in the preface.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Though a none were literary masterpieces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Though none <laughs> were literary masterpieces, one stands out in the wake of the decoding discovery. The Eye of the Jaguar concerns itself with Lou, a security guard at an art museum. <laughs> one day a middle-aged woman and her 14 year old granddaughter show up at the museum the older woman asks lou about the history of a prized emerald on display six months later she and her granddaughter return and then leave in a rush
1: oh my god right Qua- what you know wow right what you those know those two seem to be in a
0: hurry <laughs> most unusual for visitors to a place such as this lou thinks he reinspects the room and realizes the emerald is gone. <gasps> Running to the door, he sees the pair speeding away and runs out to stop them. In the a older woman,
1: vehicle, colored uh, <laughs> <pretty>
0: vehicle. <much>. <laughs> the older woman floors the accelerator, crashing into Lou and killing him.
1: <gasps> oh my god. More dramatic. Then the two
0: speed off, leaving behind, quote, absolutely no clues which police could use to even begin a search <laughs> for them. <laughs> Jerry Alter's fictional tale ends with a description of the emerald sitting in an empty room and, quote, two pairs of eyes exclusively are there to see it.
1: Oh, my God. Like in a bedroom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: he could just as easily have been describing oh the de Kooning, but nobody thought of that until the painting was discovered in the Alter's bedroom where it had been positioned in such a way that you couldn't see it unless you were inside with the door shut
2: in the bedroom with the door shut literally only those two two pairs of eyes so they didn't have (laughs)
0: children and after rita died her nephew ron roseman was named executor of their estate and he put the house on the market and started liquidating its contents Mm -hmm. and that's when the antique dealers from the neighboring town of silver city came to see what was left there um, and found the painting um, they bought it along with the rest of the altar's estate for $2,000. So they bought this $160 million <laughs> painting along with whatever like Random furniture shit. and Shashkis they had in yeah. there for two grand.
2: All their snow globes.
1: Mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> so
0: they put it up in the Anita ridge furniture and antiques and boutique and car wash and restaurant <laughs> and bistro and coffee shop and quote it probably had not been in the store an hour before the first person came in and walked up to it and looked at it and said i think this is a real de Kooning.
2: wow don't say that
1: out loud yeah, just fucking just buy, buy it, it.
0: Leave. yes I know, right?
1: Fucking so idiot. So,
0: one of the guys who owns the shop, Van Alker, was like, Well, we just brushed that off. But then another customer says the same thing, and then another. Like, people over and over again, people morons. are recognizing Buy this it. painting. Buy I know. It. But no one's buying it.
1: Say nothing. God. So, it was becoming. Buy it. Haggle over it. Get an even better yeah. deal. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: That's Kenyon's method.
2: Oh, sell it to the mafia so they can use Absolutely. it as some sort of ransom.
0: No, That's this is amazing. Do. This is amazing. This is what, this is the three of us. I this would is what we have done.
1: no qualms about, I wouldn't steal no. it myself, but if I found it in a shop and bistro, I would fucking do that. I am no shame. I mean, I'd quietly haggle and then purchase it. I think what they did is more likely what
0: we I would imagine us doing. So it was becoming evident that the painting might be worth more than they had originally thought. And (laughs) Van Alger and his partners, Buck Burns and Rick Johnson, hid it in the bathroom.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay, yeah, that's us. That's us.
0: Once they had secured the painting in the bathroom of Antiques and Bistro, <laughs> they did a Google search for de Kooning, having had no idea
1: who this painter was. Oh, oh my no. God.
0: That's when they spotted an article about the theft of woman ochre and called the museum in Arizona. The museum's curator um, said that what made her pause was when Van Alker described how the painting had looked cracked as if it had been rolled up. Mm. So she said it was that detail that nobody could have invented that made her think like, oh shit, this is real and we're going to go check this out.
2: Uh-huh. How come nobody could have invented that? If they had that empty frame
1: hanging, then anyone I mean, could know. Well, I guess very, very I don't know. smart it was, if it, they had invented it.
0: If, if a guy named Buck Burns calls you and is like, this painting looks cracked, I'd be like, you're not lying. I'm going to go check this out.
2: I'm also um, totally picturing these guys as the... Cast from pawn stars. Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: I'll sell you everything that's in this uh storage unit for two thousand dollars. Basically, um, man, it could be that's a story, excuse you. I'm gonna start I buying know, up sorry.
1: storage lockers.
0: Seriously. But the dimensions <laughs> of this of their of the painting were also an inch off from Woman Ochre, which corresponded with it being cut out of the frame. So it was like Ooh. absolutely it. Yeah. Um, And over the last past year, a handful of clues potentially linking the altars to the theft have surfaced, of course, now that they're dead. Several people told the New York Times that they had a red sports car, that they owned it for several years, similar to the one that was described leaving the museum. The car also appears in home movies (laughs) that they have in the family that investigators obtained. Yeah, Some of the couple's photos show Rita in a red coat, just like the one that the woman was described as wearing at the museum. Um Ruth seawolf a real estate agent who put yes. the alter's house on the market, told the Silver City Sun News that she had taken home a luggage set and inside found glasses and a scarf that matched the police description. Oh. And I don't have it on the drive, but I have to find the police sketch. Yes. I saw oh, this a police woman sketch in a of these red two. Red
1: coat with scarf.
0: With a scarf and sunglasses
1: on. That's my and style in two things. This woman found in
0: a random suitcase. In a suitcase. And, of course, there's always a diary. The alters had a day planner oh, from 1985, sake. and they took meticulous notes about what they ate, where they went, and the medications they had.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> for
0: decades. But on Thanksgiving of 1985, the day of the theft, they mysteriously left that page blank.
2: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. No one's medications were listed oh. on that Thanksgiving day. <laughs> oh. And then uh, just this year, there's a family photo showing that they were in Tucson the day before the painting was stolen. So everybody's like, yeah, these motherfuckers did it. <laughs> the investigation has been underway for about a year, but the FBI has declined to comment until the case is closed. The
1: case is fucking the closed. The case is okay? closed. I know, also, right? I'm closing the case. Is it wrong that all I can think about is like how fucking invigorating for their sex life
0: right right? to just fuck under that (laughs) decooning that 160 million dollar decooning for 30 years
1: do you think Rita just would like put on the scarf and sunglasses and be like oh yes I've
2: turned on just thinking about it and
1: the red
0: coat (laughs) I love this so much well that's my new kink
1: that's like my new favorite case I think call
0: me Rita oh my god
1: <laughs> call me Rita. Call I'm me Call DeCooning. you
0: Jerry. Call me Decooting.
1: <laughs> call me woman ochre. <laughs>
0: woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's their safe word. Yeah, ochre. Woman <laughs> ochre is their safe word. Oh my god,
0: I love this little sexual erotic fanfic that we just wrote <laughs> about this old dead
2: couple. Yep. Yeah. Super pumped I'm on it. Really digging it.
1: Anyway, special thanks I go. to yeah. Holly. All right, well, special thanks this week, of course, to our fan picker Holly Dameron. Damn, girl, damn, damn. you make us Holly.
0: I wish I was your lover.
2: <laughs> your last name's almost Damien, which is almost Damien. <laughs> Faye. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. It's all.
0: Dameron. And special thanks to Laura Craiser mm-hmm. for your $5 a month. You cray. You're crazy for giving us that kind of money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Chryser. Or Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you also Jenna quit <laughs>
0: Quit Quittunin. I wish I knew how to quit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: shout out to katrina solomons katrina you have devastated my heart oh
2: my god oh my god,
0: oh my god. we would
2: Solomon-ly like to thank you
0: mm-hmm. okay well that was amazing linny who needs no last name thank you so much for your five dollar donation yes,
2: thank you also kathy longden
1: We've mm. been longing oh. for your support for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and I share a birthday. Oh. I love and Hulk Hogan. you I'm needed sorry. to know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heather
0: Ron or Ronnie, Rony, Mone, Mone, oh. like a pony. Heather Rony. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your money <laughs> we crack ourselves up we have fun here online. we do we do
1: we
2: do ha- we do make ourselves laugh that's true uh thank you miranda hodge you've mm-hmm. hodged yourselves into our hearts <laughs> you're a your miranda toll.
1: You're a miraculous. <laughs> 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 um, and Morgan Moody, you get me in the moody, Morgan.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Mm. As does Lucas Valen. I thought your name was Villain, and I got really excited, but it's Valen, and now I'm sad. Be our Valentine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Valentine.
1: Valentine. You will
0: be receiving a... Fucking patriarchy <laughs> wine glass in the mail because you're giving 10 bucks yep. a month. As Ten will Kaylee Grafstrom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: I Kaylee really
2: believe
0: you've it. You've grafted yourself <laughs> to our hearts and souls.
2: I'd take skin off your belly for a skin graft anytime. <laughs>
0: Hey, Reed made my belly with
1: skin from my butt. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. I had beef jerky in my front pocket. Um, <laughs> Peyton Benson, it pains me to let you go. Peyton Benson, you'll be getting a fucking oh. patriarchy wine glass. Just a little Peyton Get place. That. Ooh. Nah. Uh, hot mess
0: heroes. I am loving this. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you are or what you do, mm-hmm. but I want to join this legion of <laughs> heroes. Mm-hmm. We're already oddness. in this legion. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we Correct. are. Thank you for your $10 a month donation. Every week.
2: Thank mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Stephanie Madrigal. Isn't mm-hmm. that like a high school choir,
0: Madrigals? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. Why
2: don't we why? hear
0: the trills of Madrigals every time we hear your
1: Magical
2: name. Madrigals.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, thank you uh, uh, thank you also to Maria Solorio Sanchez Ooh. Oh, you beauty That's that. a very regal name, Maria Solorio Sanchez I love thank it Thank you mm-hmm.
0: Allison Bond, we will gladly pay your bond should you be arrested Because mm-hmm. your support allows us to do so Whose support? So call Alison Bond Bond <laughs>
2: Alice i bet
1: himself. she's never heard that <laughs> that's a new one yep. i am so original
2: <laughs> uh thank you jamie perot perot jamie mm-hmm. perot we like Jammy. you more than ross perot
0: oh, oh. yes we do a lot I mean, more i think most people do. <laughs> hands yeah.
1: down is he still alive don't know. don't know. No one knows. There's no way his, to know. His There's ears no probably know. sustain
2: his
0: mortality.
1: <laughs> his ears are down to his knees. Immortality.
0: They now. flap
1: and mm-hmm. it makes his heart beat. They caught in the wind yeah. and he blew off the cruise ship. Nailed it. <laughs> um, shout out to Heather. Calls her. Um, she calls, calls her, her me like maybe. She sees him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> calls her. I hardly I know it. her.
1: There we go. I Amazing. That works her. every time.
2: <laughs> and thank
0: you to Kirsten Morris. I want more of you. your support <laughs> and your love and your undying uh, affection.
2: Keith Morris. No <laughs> Remember when I no. saw yeah. Keith Morrison and called him Keith Richards? <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah, we were crying. I do con, remember. And Lucy goes, "Oh my god, that's Keith Richards." And I go, "I know for a fact that's not Keith Richards." <laughs> I, don't I don't
0: know much about pop culture, Keith but Richards. I know that's not <laughs> Keith
1: Richards.
2: <laughs> and then I had to Google him to make sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Good thing you did. We never would have known. That was known. our
2: Deirdle day. That was. A it blur. was. It was a wild
1: day. It was a blur. It was a blur. Yeah. Is it my turn? No, it's mine. Yes.
2: Okay. Thank you, Juliana Avalos Gracia.
1: Is it supposed to be
2: Garcia? Canyon. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Gracias, Miss Gracia Avalos Mm (laughs) Gracia. I love it. Possibly Garcia.
1: Thank you for your $10 a month donation. Mm hmm. K- totes Totsaprish your donation. Uh kicking <laughs> off the trash queen or maybe king trash. level. Uh Casey Locke. We're going to lock this down cuz you're a prize. going lock you down. Mm. Mm.
0: Um Anna Romo, Tony Romo, no relation, <laughs> maybe relation. Either way, you're getting some hot garbage in your mail. <laughs>
2: Totsaprish. Relash? No relish. Mm-hmm. Also. Mabe's relish, Mabe's knows relish. On relash. the trash queen level. LaShawn, yes. Woo, woo. You Lucy's real name is Lachelle We and are, you are basically Lachon. related. LaShawn and yep. LaShawn. Twinning. Love it. Mm-hmm. You'll get some trash
1: in your mail soon. Um, Wylan Lee, big shout out. Created their own tier of $20 a month Woo! and that is love amazing you. and we love you. Mm-hmm. And let us know if you want trash yep. because we'll send you some trash.
0: Absolutes.
1: Uh Lily Cordell, you
0: are donating at $25 a month, which means you get to pick a case and or topic and or wine if we can acquire it or you can send it yes. to us. Thank you. You are incredibly general. Ditto (laughs)
2: for Allison Boshier's have no fears, Allison Bosiers is here with twenty five dollars a month. I love it. Uh, well done.
1: And um, increasing their pledge from eleven dollars a month to twenty five dollars a month is Ooh. Meet at the Bronze podcast. Go check them I out. Podcast supporting other podcasts. It's, it's so the cool. best. Yes. And uh, you guys are in my queue to listen to next. So Meet at the Bronze. Go check them out.
0: Love, love, love. And if you are afraid of commitment like all of my exes, you can do Mm -hmm. as Carly Sharman did and donate once off through our online store at Mm wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. Every dollar is helpful. So thank you so much, Carly, for that 10 bucks. We really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.
2: And also, thank you for your $25 once-off donation, Sean Mm Atwood. You are incredible, maybe related to Margaret. We'll never know. There's no way to know. We do know that you're very generous, so thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Um, And, of course, special thanks to our sponsor, Talkspace. For $45 off your first month of treating your brain, go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. Do it. Treat your brain.
0: Treat your brain. All right. We'll see you next week.
2: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime, our cover art is by Kali Yip, music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast, and the wine, flowing. Cheers!
1: Hi, I'm Kiara, the host of Crime and Color a true crime podcast that focuses on people of color. This podcast isn't only about serial killers or murderers, but it's also about forgotten victims who never got their stories told, people who survived impossible odds, the wrongfully convicted, as well as the monsters that you may not have heard about. Every week, I share with you an interesting case that has caught my attention and I hope to bring awareness to their stories. You can check out Crime and Color on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, And if you're feeling chatty, you can talk with me on Twitter as well, at Crime and Color.